Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hello, hello. Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, or Twitter Tech, y'all. I tweet guess talk, y'all. Tweet, tweet, tweet talk, y'all. Tweet talk, y'all. Episode um, <laughs> 258, season 11. I'm Sanjay Park. We talked about that before we recorded, and then I forgot about it. Yeah, it's okay. It was, so. good, it was a good, it was a good, I'm Adam yeah. Walker. Uh, and yeah, we, listen, the first half of this episode has to be about Twitter. Uh, and then unfortunately, and I guess maybe fortunately, we do have two more articles that also involve Elon Musk companies, because it's just kind of hard to talk about tech news and not talk about Elon Musk companies right now, which I don't know. I increasingly find problematic. So he's, uh, he's just vomited over the news everywhere. Oh, so it's like, oh my gosh. It's like you can't even get away from him. It's, you it's, can try. It's like but. the percentage of tech news articles that involve Elon are so high. You just, you can't ignore it. It's remarkable. Uh, it's it, it's probably drowning out other really good tech news, but you know, or, or if you have bad tech news <laughs> right now might be the time to release it. That's it. That, that nobody's this, gonna is pay the attention. this is the time to release it. This is the, really the time for Zuckerberg to uh, talk about how the metaverse is failing. Like he should be doing stuff about that right now. It's, e so. it's either right now or around Christmas. It's yeah. one of those two times. Yeah. yeah. That's your window. Sure. All right. Yeah. Well, let, listen, let's just go ahead and dive in. Article number, and, and some of these are a little dated. You might've seen them earlier in the week. We, we got to cover them anyway. Uh, article number one, Elon Musk, Twitter's new owner, tweets conspiracy theory about attack on Paul Pelosi. So there was the attack on Paul Pelosi this week. Uh, Hillary Clinton tweeted something about it. Elon Musk tweeted back and said, oh, I'm not so sure about that. This could be true. And he linked to an article by a website that also, in 2016, this same website falsely claimed that Clinton had died, and the person on the H presidential Hillary campaign... I'm oh, sorry, Hillary Clinton had died, yeah. and that the person on the presidential campaign trail was not Clinton, but her body double. Like, that's the quality of news that this <laughs> company is producing, and he linked to one of their articles. Here's the problem. You know, anybody can link to anything and then just say... Could be true. Yeah, you know what? Anything could be true. Unicorns, uh, unicorns fighting true. crocodiles could be true. I mean, that's could it. be Uni true. Obviously, unicorns fight crocodiles. Like that's the thing we all know yeah. it. Let's just move forward. And know? and it's like the the there's a story that we talked about. I don't know years ago now at this point where uh, there was some kind of it was it one of the uh, proton accelerator like uh, uh, particle accelerators and there was a lawsuit and they said like oh I think that this. Uh, is going to open up a black hole and kill us all. And they sued to stop it. And and the scientists were like, you know, the judge was like, well, is it not going to? And they're like, no, I mean, it, it could. I mean, like anything could happen. Like driving down the street could open up a black hole and kill us all <laughs> for anybody. Like anything could happen. My car could take off into the air as I drive across a bridge. It's possible. I've seen it on TikTok, but is it going to happen? I don't think so. So right, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I, next up yeah. in in Twitter Musk news, oh Ms. Musk says uh, Twitter will charge eight dollars a month for a blue check mark. This has gone so deep, so okay. ridiculous. I spent some time this morning trying to understand the differences here. Do you want me okay. to just kind of break this down for a second? Because yeah. there's two different things at play here, and I did not understand this until this morning. So the first thing is currently certain levels of people, reporters, famous people, actors, whatever, they are able to get verified, which is a blue check mark, which is a free thing that Twitter does. So you know yep. that you're dealing with the actual person 
that you think you're dealing with, right? So you don't have, and that's why, you know, some people have real whatever for their name because somebody else, some troll took their original name and they're not verified, okay? Or, so that's or, or somebody with the same name took it before or somebody them, with the same, that's, right? That's because, correct. I mean, I, I was yeah. worried there you were calling me a troll because I've got Sanjay and, no, and no, there's no, no, no. other real, more real Sanjay. Of course, of there, course. But. So so that's that's the blue check mark as it currently exists. There's also something totally separate called Twitter blue where people can pay $5 a month and get certain benefits like less ads on Twitter, better tweet placement, and yep. a couple of other kind of minor things, $5 a month. So uh, apparently what Elon is planning now is to put those two things together and say, hey, if you have a blue check mark, you're now a Twitter blue person and now it costs $8 a month. But anybody else can also become a Twitter blue user and also get a blue check mark, and it's yeah. also eight dollars a month. So a couple of thoughts here, and then I want to I want to get your feedback. So number yeah. one is that's super dumb for the people that actually need check marks. Like I think yep. news reporters, for example, like news reporters don't yep. make a ton of money. You want to know if you're actually dealing with the, a correct news reporter. That's really yep. important. Charging them eight dollars a month is ridiculous. On the flip side, average people being able to have a blue check mark for a buy-in is kind of interesting and somewhat you know, uh, a somewhat more of a level playing field. Like, so for example, like I have, you know, I'm, I've got podcasts, obviously we're on one. <laughs> I, I don't have nearly the influence to get a blue check mark, but would it benefit me to have one? Maybe. Is that interesting? Maybe. I don't know. It, you know, so I, I kind of struggle with that. What, what are your yeah. thoughts? And so I, I think the value of the blue check mark is in the scarcity of the blue check mark. Oh, that's and a so great point. When you, when you create this, uh, I, I think that scarcity quickly goes away and then the value drops. So I think, yep. so I think there's a couple of issues here. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know that I think Elon lives in a different world than the rest of us and he doesn't understand how, mm. Um, like person to person kind of mechanics work and something like this. Traditionally, right. what I've seen is in a startup um, or in any company, if you are giving away something or you have something at a certain price, it is very hard to increase the price of that thing. Correct. Right? So that's yep. where I think a lot of the pushback is coming from. Uh, the blue check mark is free right now and it's only available to certain people. And now all of a sudden you're saying to keep your blue check mark, now you got to start paying. And so yeah. there's a lot of friction in that. You know, you've got people like Stephen King saying, like, no, forget it. I'm not going to pay $20 a month. Well, I'm not going to pay had, $8 a month. And he's got a lot of money and there's no yeah. reason why he wouldn't be able to pay right. for that. But right. it's merely the thing like, you're now taking away a thing that I had for free before. So I, there was an interesting proposal when I was talking about this on Twitter, of course, somebody came up with the idea of like, really what needs to be done is it needs to be a different kind of check mark. So like a gold mm. check mark. Yeah. And so people that have that, then, you know, because I think there is actually some interesting things there where, look, if somebody is paying for that, then you know that at some level they are the person that they say they are. Correct. So there Correct. is some level of verification. Now we're not saying that they are somebody of note. We're not saying that they're an right. athlete. They're not, you're not a public official or anything else like that. So I think that does still make sense as a separate thing where right. it actually goes through a process. Um, and you know, like, yeah, it hurts me because I, I don't think I'm ever going to get a blue check mark, but, right. um, you know, maybe one day uh, I can aspire I, to have a blue check. I, really, I like that idea of like, like a yeah. secondary. So like these people are verified because they're famous. The, you're you're whatever and verified because you paid. Like I think that's fine. Right. I think that's a great idea. I love right. that. And then I, and then, then if you're about that. and then if you're trying to uh, organize the tweets, like make the blue check mark ones come first. Yeah. Know, because look, they already have Birdwatch, which yeah. is these notes around you know to explain people's tweets and give context. 
right? Like in theory, and this is somewhat of what we talked about last week with YouTube and the doctors getting the verified thing. Like, yeah, in theory, the people that are verified should be giving you better information. That's not right. always true. Obviously, we've seen that. Right. So I could see, uh, you know, prioritizing them in replies and then the gold check marks and then yep. the masses. Like if yeah. you're if your goal is trying to get people to pay money, then I think that's the way that that that's all works. I, yeah. I will also say related to this conversation before we move on, um, AOC blasted Elon about asking people to pay eight dollars when he's when his whole thing is like free speech, you know, which is which I think is hilarious. And then he blasted her back and basically appears to have disabled her Twitter account temporarily. Like she opened up her app and it was just not working and blank or something. I don't know the whole backstory there. Yeah. And then I watched I, a whole, she recorded a I whole can't video. Believe he's able to disable her. Account. I like, would I, not I, put it past I, him at all. I, I, I that seems very Elon ish to me, yeah. but then she recorded this whole three minute video, like breaking it down. And I, I'm just going to say like, like agree with her politics or not. She can just destroy people <laughs> on social, like watching her just take apart the world's richest man and yeah. just like if there's going to be any kind of social battle between Elon and AOC, she is going to destroy him. Like, yeah. I, it's just it's funny to watch. I, so. I, I it is. She is very impressive. She's very smart. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, my and, gosh. And her ability to argue is really good. I don't know where she's picked that up or honed her skills it's but she's just, really it's it's like a lot of times it's a master class um it in, is in arguing but i oh, will yeah. say you know I, I don't think those two things are are have to be at, at odds uh, diametrically opposite just because you're a proponent of free speech doesn't mean you can't make money oh no i no i agree on, on providing the thing so i I, agree. I, yeah. I i don't know that i i agree with the premise yeah. of like because yeah. you're charging $8 or wanting to charge $8 that you don't have a, a platform of free, it, free speech. It was just funny. That's all. It was, yeah. just, it was yeah. more fun. I wasn't saying her premise was correct. All right. Well, mo yeah. moving on to other things that are, I don't know, mildly amusing. Uh, GM <laughs> temporarily suspends advertising on Twitter following Elon Musk takeover, basically saying like, look, he's the head of one of our biggest competitors. Now he owns this platform. We've been spending money on this platform. We kind of need to see how this pans out before we continue yep. spending money on this platform. I think that's totally reasonable. The funniest part of this article though, was they asked the Ford CEO uh, what their plans were to spend money on Twitter. And he was like, oh, we don't spend any money on Twitter. And then they showed him a Ford ad that had recently run on Twitter. And he was like, I'm not sure which of us or which partner is spending money on our behalf. So, <laughs> so somebody gave him some bad information. That was pretty yeah, funny. So, that's the problem when you're yeah. a big organization like that and you have agencies and everything. Yeah. And you, you just, it's you hard to know. know what everybody's doing. So yeah, you really, you yeah. have no idea. So, so we're recording this uh, Friday morning um, before noon and uh, there is a story that today, Friday, uh, Elon Musk begins mass layoffs at, uh, of Twitter staff. This broke last night, uh, mm -hmm. Thursday night. Um, reports are that it's going to be a quarter to a half of the company. So not 75% uh, that we were talking about, I think, last week, which yeah. is one of the stories. But uh, apparently at noon today, Eastern time, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, you are going to, if you're a Twitter employee, you're going to get an email. And if the email comes at your work email address, you are safe. If it comes at your personal email address, you are not safe. Um, it, it, it feel like this is like a, a, you know, like survivor or I don't know what. Um, man, that's tough, you know, man. I mean, amazing but then race. I, I will you're the last like, to arrive and you don't have yeah, a job anymore. But I, I don't know how else you would do it. Like if, if you're, if you now let's say, let's just step back for one moment and say yeah. that let's pretend 
that Twitter really is dramatically overstaffed and therefore under profitable. And there's all kinds of problems with it. And, yeah. and, and, and in, in Elon's shoes, you say, well, man, we really do have to get rid of half the workforce. There's just so much surplus here. I mean, there's no other way to do it other than just email them all. Like there's no other way to, but, to do that. Well, okay. You know, so here a couple of things. Okay. First, uh, I, weeks and weeks ago, months ago, probably we railed on the guy that fired a bunch of people over a zoom call. Right. Like, That's true. It's it's not okay. At like, least they, he did they, it over Zoom. That's a good point. Zoom's better than email, but then we were railing on him about doing it over Zoom, right? Right. That's, That's I mean, true. Okay. So this Fair point. I, I I don't think this is okay. More not okay, what I think this is doing and, and has done, because I've talked to actually some friends who work at Twitter and and their feedback is 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 not great. Oh, they're and, all bailing. They're all right? get, everybody's getting out of dodge as fast as possible. Exactly. So it doesn't yeah. matter if if they're fired or not. I think yeah. they're going to be leaving. They're gone. I think what you've fundamentally done here, and and this is like the one thing that as a leader you don't want to do is is that he has broken the culture mm. um, within yeah. Twitter. That's true. And instantly. And I, and, and I think organizations yeah. succeed or fail based on their culture more yeah. than anything. That's yeah, why, right. you know, since right. I started my first startup 20 plus years ago now, I've, you know, I kind of stumbled into it, but now I've, I, I continue to think about, uh, you know, how do you build a culture that is nurturing and supportive yeah. and enables people to do the great things that they're able to do. Mm. And when you break the culture like this, when you're basically saying half of you, like look to your left, look to your right. You know, what are you going? Uh, you know, like hey, they did that test at Georgia Tech. Yeah, at least did. they used to do a long time ago. Yeah, they um, did. But that that propelled you to be better. It wasn't like they were trying to make you all work together. Yeah. This this yeah. breaks the organization, I think, yeah. in terms of culture. And and I, I just I don't know how this company is going survive? to thrive and survive yeah. and innovate in the future. Like I am very worried about this yeah. um, in the coming weeks. And and I yeah. think we're, I, I think we're still going to have more Twitter tech y'all um, oh, man. Uh, episodes oh, yeah. because it's going to be just, uh, I'm worried it's going to be a dumpster fire. I think there's going to be a hundred percent turnover in the Twitter staff. And also side note, I will say, I always felt like that whole like college look to your left, look to your right thing was a myth. And yeah. no, they really do that at Georgia Tech. Like, just so everybody knows, like, like I experienced that. You maybe they don't currently, but man, they sure did in the nineties. I can tell yeah. you that right now. So no, they they have worked very hard. I think retention now is a ninety plus percent. Uh, okay, um, so right. so they keep a lot of the kids. So they they're like there, they're like look not... three down to your left, look four down to your right. <laughs> One of you is not going to be here. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that has the same impact anymore. So. <laughs> all right, all right, well. Moving on, moving on. We're almost done with the Twitter stories. We promise just two more. Elon Musk dissolves Twitter's board of directors. So, which is, so basically look around. All of you are going. Yeah. I mean, like, wait, like this is in no way surprising. Like he wants total and complete control. Yeah. So, I mean, which honestly of a private company is not, uh, I mean, it's not entirely unreasonable. I think it's probably not smart, but it's not, I don't know. It is what it is. I, it, I, yeah. I mean, I, look, I would not have done it. I don't think it was a good idea, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, if you buy the thing and you're like, look, um, I think the thing is broken. So you're going to clean house. Yeah. I, I think the other thing, and we haven't talked about this. The other thing with this is he obviously wildly overpaid for the company, right? Like, I, I don't think there's any question that he overpaid um, yep. for the company, but uh, the, 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 the uh, the issue with his overpaying is that there's a bunch of debt um, that he ended up taking on with this. Yeah. And now there's going to be interest payments with it's that like debt. It's like a billion dollars a year in interest payments from what I read, right? 
Right, exactly. Yeah. And so what that means is, is that he needs to make something work really, really fast. And yeah. and that's what I worry about what all these actions are about, yeah. is that he is trying to make things work fast, and I don't think he's yeah. going to make them work well. Yeah, and I mean, and, and I'll say like, I mean, if his interest payments are a billion dollars a year, he's got to make a pretty decent amount of profit to cover that. <laughs> you know, right? Historically, Twitter hasn't made a lot of profit. So I'm just, you know, just something to think about. And so, and so how much how much stock of Tesla is he selling? Like, mm, I, I would be worried about that. Mm, so yeah. talking about trying to make something work quick, um, Elon Musk's Twitter is working on a paid video feature with, quote, high risk. So I don't know what you think about it. I, this is interesting, but I think I already see there's a bunch of pitfalls. Like, first of all, okay, I get it. You're trying to help creators monetize. And by yep. that, you're going to ride on those coattails and make money right. on that. Yep. But what happens when people share, you know, a Hollywood movie as a thing, right? Like, how are you going to control that? Because, you know, all of those people in Hollywood are just waiting for this to happen. Like, let's bring it on. You paid yeah. $44 billion for this thing steal my stuff once and I'm going to put the hammer down on you and be like, Oh, you owe me a billion dollars for that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like that billion dollars in interest now is, is doubled to $2 billion yeah. between interest and, and a penalty. So it's interesting. I just don't know how that's going to work. Well, I don't see how it's going to work either. Doesn't make sense to me. All right. Next up, Instagram down users complain about app crashing 30 seconds after using it. Uh, this was predominantly on iOS this week. I could not use Instagram for several days in a row. I'd open it up, oh, wow. scroll for like a second or two, and then it would just crash instantly. They huh. seem to have fixed it now. So that's good. It did It did also affect some Android users. I don't know if it affected you or not, but I, I just I, thought it was interesting. So I don't spend much time on Instagram, so I yeah. don't know that I noticed it. But yeah, that's fair. whenever I opened it, it didn't crash. So yeah. either well, I avoided it or it didn't affect me. That's good. Uh, good for did you. They explain what the issue was. No, I never explained it. They just fix it. I hate that. You know, <laughs> you're the only really, one that cares, though. Everybody else, is like, is it working or not? It's binary, yes or no, <laughs> one or zero. You're like, you're, but you're like, no. Why wasn't it working? What was happening? What was it conflicting I, with? I what think it's. It? I think it's educational, right? Like people that run like DevOps and and write software. Uh, they're like, well, what what broke? So to make sure that you okay. know the rest of us don't do it. But but something that's educational, like in order to educate someone, they have to be willing to be educated, right? And I think ninety nine point nine percent of the populace be like, I don't care. <laughs> Even the developers, well, I don't care. I'm, I, Just fix it. No, I th I think if you talk to developers or DevOps people, they'd probably be like, yeah, it'd be nice to know what happened, right? <laughs> Maybe so. It's Maybe it's so. the same thing like when breaches happen and people they explain yeah, what but happened. Breaches are breaches are a little more a little. I don't know, a little more scary, I think. <laughs> so you you just want to be educated on scary stuff, not yeah. not the non-scary stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Okay. yeah. okay, I get it. Uh, something that's not scary or might be scary because maybe our, our- Unfortunate. AI overlords will, will be biased against us, mm -hmm. or at least one of the two of us. Yeah. Uh, AI image generators routinely display gender and cultural bias. Uh, yeah, so if, if yeah. you put into, a, into an AI image generator- like a, a photo, give me a photo of three engineers talking. They will uh -huh. always be men. I'll, I'll always, always be, be men. men. Right. And so, so and even though, even though engineering us. is predominantly men, so that makes sense that they would predominantly be men, but like, it's not all men all the time. There are women engineers. They exist in the world. They're pretty good. 
you should talk to them sometime, you know, like, <laughs> so, you know, it, what's scary. I mean, we've talked about this many times is that AI gets its information from mass volumes of data on the internet and the yep. mass volumes of data on the internet are gender and culturally biased. They just are. And so yeah. it's learning so is, from is biased just, content. Is this just putting a spotlight on the thing that we're already doing and being like, Hey, you know, yeah. you idiots. Yeah, you got this bias and let me just show you how bad it is. But I mean, yes, it is. But I think that's actually probably the good thing is that like yeah. if we can recognize as a as a people, as a human race, if we can recognize that our biases are so bad that artificial intelligence <laughs> picks it up and parrots those biases, that's pretty significant. Like yeah. we should pay attention to that. That's yeah, all I'm saying. So. I think you're right. Yep. Anyway. All right, moving on. And this was a really interesting article and about Atlanta. So the city of Atlanta banned e-scooters in 2019. The impact was profound. So let me set this up with a couple of things. Number one, the title of this article is not completely honest. They did not ban all e-scooters in 2019. They banned e-scooters during nighttime hours in 2019. Right. So I think it was like 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. I forget what it was. 4, 4 a.m., you know, and basically what's interesting four, is yeah. because the e-scooters are controlled from, you know, a central database from a central location, like they were able to literally have all of the e-scooter companies shut them down. So they literally can't, did not function during those times. So that's kind of interesting. And I think this was because there were a couple of times where people were riding at night and they got hit and hurt and killed. And that's what sort yep. of led to this ban. Yeah, so there, there was a, a rash of them in the city yeah. of Atlanta um, over a, a period of a few and, months. In all fairness, Atlanta's not a great ride and e-scooter city. It can be a little dangerous. It can be very precarious. And I think I would never, ever get on one at night. That seems terrifying to me. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think I, I mean, the other thing with these scooters is that they're not to, to me. They're not well enough lit. They, no, no, and no. They move like I actually had one. Um, so, I, you know, my car, uh, the Volvo. Uh, will scan for things and kind of warn you if yeah. something's about to go. I had a guy that was coming perpendicular to me at a high rate of speed, but then he turned the corner. The car thought it was going to come right in front of me and the car freaked out and slammed yep. on the brakes Yep, um, because yeah. of that. But he very well could have come straight in front. And, yep. and you know, and of course, folks, I, I, I don't know about you. I have not seen anybody wearing helmets. No, no, no one ever don't wear helmets. No one ever wears helmets. So a couple of a couple of important numbers quotes from this article that I wrote down. Uh, The first is they found that due to the lack of scooters being available during these times, the average commute times increased across the city about 10 percent while travel to stadium events such as soccer games rose by 37 percent on average, the equivalent of 12 minutes per trip. So it, it did increase traffic It increased commute times. Uh, adding up the additional time Atlanta's evening commuters all spend sitting in traffic, it works out to a potential 784,000 extra hours per year. And they put together a monetary figure on the extra travel time, estimating the economic cost of commuters sitting in congestion, sitting in congestion when e-scooters aren't available could cost as much as $536 million a year for the the U.S. as a whole. Now, it's interesting they extrapolated that data to the U.S. as a whole, not just to Atlanta. That seems weird to me with that number and how they were trying to talk about the U.S. Did, as a whole. But. Did one of the scooter companies sponsor this research? Because that I mean, I, like, yeah, it does. It does feel a little lopsided to me because, like, on an average yeah. night in Atlanta, there's not 
a stadium event. There's not yeah. a bit, a bunch like on and most especially nights, especially 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. Uh, yeah, it's like also, I mean, we don't have you're that at the much event traffic. by 9 p.m. typically, like you're in the venue, so it's yeah. just leaving the venue. And who leaving the venue at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock is gonna grab a, a bird scooter? I think very, very few people. So I, yeah. I agree, these numbers feel a little inflated to me. I mean, I'm sure I, I think what is interesting is, yes, of course, removing a mode of transportation is probably going to cause congestion in right. other transportation modes, right? Like For there's sure. probably more people on MARTA. There's probably more people on the roads causing more traffic. Um, so, yes, obviously that does make sense. But right. I think that applies to any mode of transportation. Totally agree. Um, so instead of taking the scooter... Uh, what you could do is uh, become hol- hologram technology and use that as a future of video calls. So could hologram technology be the future of video calls? As Did a you watch this BBC video? News? I watched a little bit of it. I, I didn't really get it so much. It, like it, So, all right. So in the video, you, sh- you should go to the video and check this out. Go to the show notes, check this out. Um, in the video, they're, they're, they're looking at a box that looks like a, it essentially looks like a giant iPhone. And the person is being shot with a single camera on on one side of the country and sort of being beamed into this box. And so it looks like this. there's a miniature version of this person. It's literally like Princess Leia size version with R2-D2. You know, like it's, it looks like that. It looks like a miniature version of this person. And it actually shows the shadow behind him. And like you can look from the side. And it looks like he's actually physically tiny in the box and it looks like if you're looking at it they've got they've got it set up where his eyes always meet your eyes which is super i don't know how they do that it's super weird and so so i tagged this for for two reasons number one the technology looks amazing number two google's also coming out with this sort of phone booth setup where you can sit across from someone and it looks like they're physically there with you even though it's a screen and so like i think there's more of this technology coming out where you're going to be able to have the illusion that you're yeah. literally in the same room with a person, but you're on. So, so without the meat on a flat screen, it'll give yeah. you the, your brain, it'll trick your brain to think they're really there. I, I feel like we've talked about this previously, but this looks a lot more refined than that. But I will also say, you know, for a long time, and I'd seen these setups before Cisco, um, when they acquired mm-hmm. WebEx, they rolled out these things where uh, companies could have these setups where they have these round tables Oh and yeah, then we have, the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. is video screens, and then you have this illusion that the, the table is a complete circle, right? And then the people you're meeting with are on the other side, and you're right. on the on on the side with them. And so very that was that was a way to meet in person in a room around a table, even though you were not together. That's pretty brilliant, honestly. I mean, but I, I my point is, I think at some point what's going to happen is so right now typical video calls are flat screen to flat screen. Yeah, I think there will come a point where there is a device that's so good you can and so cheap you can have it in your home and have a more personalized sort of holographic yeah. sort of meaningful experience, and then it'll it'll get to the point where everything shifts towards that, and then it becomes maybe it becomes on your phone, maybe there's a projector, I don't know, but at yeah. some point it shifts to to even more of that like on your devices. So I, I look we'll forward to the day where I can hack the box in your house and just pop up whenever I want and be like, Hey Adam, what are you doing? I like walk downstairs like, Oh, there's Sunday. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? 
That would be great. I, Arms uh, yeah. folded, tapping my phone, yeah. being like, where are you Just at? Make man? sure to use my pass my super secret password, which is password one, two, three, four, five, eight. It's you have to skip from five to eight. That's how eight, it's five the secret. To eight, six yeah, and seven are not. Yeah, you there. skip okay. the six and the seven. Okay. So. I get it. Anyway, all right. Uh, is it my turn or your turn? I don't It's no, your it's, turn. It's my okay. Uh, <laughs> teens turn to TikTok in search of mental health diagnosis. So this is interesting. I think this is actually good. I, 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 will, I will say that I think okay. there are too many people that do not realize that they have mental health issues and do not seek to get help with those issues. And this this raises the, the, the flag for that. So the, the reason I tag this is I, I have a good friend who, from watching TikTok videos, realized that as an adult that he has ADHD and he needed to go get testing for that and possibly get medication for that. And it dramatically improved the quality of his life once he did that. And so, huh. uh, so what this article is saying is like, well, these teenagers are like sort of self-diagnosing and then it put it in their self-diagnosing for these very rare conditions that they really don't have. And it puts doctors in these really weird positions. And that's probably true. And that's probably a bit dangerous. But I think the, the, the optimistic side is there are teens that would not otherwise seek help that now are seeking help and getting right. help. And that's a good thing. So, yeah. 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 It's a, you know, two double-edged sword. It I is. Guess, it right? is. Like, yeah, it is. But it's yeah, interesting it's, that, that TikTok somehow like zeroes in on that and realizes, I, I don't like, I don't know how they figure that this. part out. Yeah. Like this depressed person needs to see these videos. Like I, I don't, I, I don't know. It, it could also just be luck. Right. It like, totally I mean, could be. Yeah. You I see mean, one it's video just, about it's, it's about mental and health and then you like it and they show you more videos about mental health and you like those. And then you start going down, the, you start self-diagnosing down this rabbit hole. I mean, it's right. the same way that I get lots of comedians on my feed because I like all the comedians and they're like, oh, yep. well, let me show them some more comedians. That'd be great. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, clearly. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next up. Uh, now we're back to, to Elon News. Full circle here, people. Full circle. St Starlink signals can be reverse engineered to work like GPS whether SpaceX likes it or not. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. basically the story is uh, they talked to uh, Musk. So yeah, we've talked about this before. They have launched a ton, a metric ton of satellites, which are obscuring the view to outer space, which is not a great thing. But hey, how else can we use these, um, these satellites? So people are like, oh, we could use them to do triangulation and know where you are instead of, you know, being uh, worried about using GPS. So GPS as a system, the original GPS that most of us use is a system that was deployed by the U S military to help them with, uh, you know, things during, you know, war fighting and, and things like that. And so, you know, it's not been highly accurate because they wanted to control that and they have the ability to, to make it less accurate. Well, also those satellites are, are old now. They're, they're very, very old at this point. And so uh, Starlink uh, satellites are obviously brand new because they've just been put up. But they didn't want to participate in in helping this. And so yeah. some researchers basically reverse engineered the signals and were like, oh, there's these uh, beacons that come down a lot more frequently than they even need to be. And we can use that to do triangulation. And they figured out a way to do GPS using Starlink. And it doesn't cost them anything. Right. right. Like Starlink's doing this anyways. Right. And so they're just leveraging off the signals that Starlink's already putting out there. So there you go. I'm sure Elon's go. real thrilled about it, but he's so distracted with Twitter. It doesn't matter. So there you go. Uh, all right. Last article. <laughs> if, if we before, tweet about this, he'll, he'll see it. Yeah, though, that's probably so true. Yeah. He probably so doesn't even know. Tweet about it. Tweet about it. Yeah. Nobody uh, tweet last, about it. Last article before we hit weird and wacky. And we do have some good weird and wacky. So stay tuned for that. But 
Tesla Semi accelerates with otherworldly speed and sound in new videos. So Sanjay, while I explain this, go ahead and watch the video. Okay. Um, so what? So so it's obviously a Tesla Semi. It's electric. It's obviously got a lot more power, a lot more torque because of that. So essentially what happens is this semi stops at a yield sign to turn right. And then when they turn right, it accelerates as fast as a car would normally accelerate. So it's not like it's like, it's not like it's a drag strip accelerating, but right. it it is shockingly fast for a semi truck because we're used to semi trucks that like, like, you know, when they start going, like you can literally crawl faster than it's going. Right. Yep. And, and what's interesting to me is that it, this is this is as fast as a normal car would accelerate. And that's a little frightening because drivers drive around semis assuming terrible acceleration. And so right. if you're next to a Tesla and you think, oh, I'm just going to pop out in front of this guy, he's going to, you know, he's not going to make this red light or whatever. Like you might end up getting hit if you're not careful. Like these guys yeah. can go. So it's, it, I think it's really cool. It also could become very dangerous because it's a very different way of driving around semi trucks. So yeah, there you go. Huh? That is interesting. You know, I I've seen this with, uh, I'm going to say irresponsible Tesla drivers that will go from a, a, I saw this once stoplight to stoplight. I mean, it's not even that far of a distance that, that we were doing this and they would go full, you know, accelerator all the way down yeah, and then, and then stop. And I was just thinking, first of all, you look like an idiot. Yeah. Second of all, how much whiplash are the people getting that are inside of that car? That's just dumb. So, yeah. 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 There you go. Well, uh, anyway, be careful around Tesla semis. I guess that's your, that's your lesson. Yeah. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, Sanjay, weird and wacky. You tag this first one. What's going on? <laughs> So it's this is a video that I saw on Twitter. <laughs> There's really no story to it, but basically it's good though. Some food delivery bots are going around. There's I think there's three of them, and they're having to cross the railroad tracks. They obviously did not look both ways. <laughs> a train <laughs> catches and crushes, yeah, and destroys one of the robots with the other two robots just sitting there watching their friend get destroyed <laughs> and obliterated into pieces. Yeah. It yeah. seems like whoever programmed these was like, maybe we should check for railroad tracks. Yeah. And that's, that's real funny. Or so, maybe they were just like, look, the, the, maybe they calculated it. Like the likelihood of it crossing the road track when there's a train, like maybe there's only one train a day. So the likelihood, like maybe it's like there's a 98% chance it'll never get hit. And there's a 2% chance that it will. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> and they were hoping nobody would be there videotaping it, but somebody was. Man, that was some good and, stuff. And, you know, the only thing this gives me solace is like, well, you know, our robot overlords are not going to take care of uh, take over us yet. Not right? today. All we need is some railroads not and, today. and some trains uh, to prevent that from happening. Well, well, listen, all I need is some music. So this next article, forget musical chairs, drive on these nine highways and they will sing to you. Did you watch any of these videos? Oh, yeah. You? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. So so these highways, they put, you know, the rumble strips. So, you know, if, if yeah. you're driving on the on the interstate, and you kind of, you know, maybe get a little drowsy, you veer a little too far to the right and you hear the, you know, like the rumble strips. Yep. And then it's it's to remind you, you know, hey, get back on the road, you moron. Well, these roads <laughs> have up. rumble strips. Yeah, these roads have rumble strips that will play a song if you go at a certain speed, they play the song. So like if you do 55 miles an hour on this certain road 
it'll play like jingle bells. It's like, I mean, it's like, that's, that's my version of it. It's terrible. I'm sorry, but it's, it's pretty cool. Like you should watch these videos. They're really interesting. I watched a couple of them and there was one, um, at a college somewhere. I forgot where now. Yeah. And it instantly made me think like, why the heck is there not one of these at Georgia Tech? I mean, for real, like on a 35 mile an hour road, start right? the rambling rat, like start the fight song. Like, yeah, come that'd on. Be great. I'm a rambling wreck. I want to I want to be reminded that I'm a rambling wreck every time I drive down that road. That would be amazing. Exactly. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't. Have, we've got a, a school of music technology at I Georgia mean, for Tech. Real. Let's do it. We've got construction people. Get them set so, up. Like. They got all the things. They you got influence. Tell them what's stuff. what, man. I don't. I don't think I've got that all kind right. of influence. Last article, and this is a good one. What? What, yeah. what do you have for us? So NASCAR driver beats other racers using insane physics trick he <laughs> saw in a video game. <laughs> so, is, did you, you watch these this. videos? No, I didn't watch the video, so I'm so going to watch them while you, while you tell us right. about it. So, so he's a NASCAR driver. He's in tenth place. He's on a road course. There's a final turn at the end of the thing, right? And, and so, of course, like NASCAR drivers, like you slow down so you can take the turn so that friction keeps you on the track and, you know, you don't hit the wall. Well, he he's in 10th place. He desperately needs to get to fifth place to be qualifying or whatever else. So he's on the outside. So he literally gets up next to the wall and floors it as hard as he can and uses the wall, like just just crushes his car along the wall on the outside of the track. And he goes from 10th place to fifth place in one turn, <laughs> making like it freaked out. Every announcer is like, what just happened? I've never seen that before. Like just freaking out. And when they interview him at the, at, afterwards, he's like, yeah, I used to do that in the NASCAR video game on my GameCube. And so I figured I'd just try it because like I, I was about to lose anyway. I got nothing to lose. So, <laughs> you got to watch this video. It is I, I'm watching amazing. It, and they have the, the video from inside the car and the car is getting ripped. Oh, up. just destroyed. But then, you know, so you're thinking about it like, well, if you're out after this anyways, I yeah. guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the and final turn it, of the race then, you know, yeah, like the car can get repaired as long as it yeah. makes it there, right? So I, I, there's only, it's a very short time between the time that this happened and when NASCAR says that that's illegal. Because like, you know, other racers are going to be thinking that from now on and then it becomes a whole big danger thing. And then like, right. and then like what happens if like inside of the, inside of the corner, there's like a piece of concrete that's like jetting out just jetting a, little bit, a little bit and he yeah. ends up cra- like creates a huge wreck. Like, I mean, there's all kinds of danger here, but man, it was so gutsy and so brilliant. Like I just had to tag it. It was amazing. So there you go. Oh yeah. I probably should play the tech wreck <laughs> music now. I was so excited about the article that I forgot to play the music. Okay. So like, listen, it just, I was, that's how good our content is, Sanjay. I, so, I think I, I I need to take away control of the, yeah, of the little soundboard should. from you. So you that prob- I can you do probably it should too, control the soundboard from now on. Oh, All right. It's funny. tech rec yeah. time. Yep. It's everybody loves this time. What do you yeah. have for us this week, Sanjay? So I've got a product that I'm actually using right now, and you probably didn't even realize it, but the Logitech Lytra Glow Premium LED Streaming Light. So uh, I found this. Uh, it looks interesting. Um, and I thought, oh, let's let's give it a try and see if it's any good. And I got to say, this thing is actually really pretty nice. It's compact. 
It hangs off of your monitor. Mm-hmm. The clip is pretty small. Like my monitor, it's a pretty small bezel. It's non-intrusive. It, yeah. it goes up and down. So this is a light that you can use when you're doing a video call or recording podcasts or anything else like that. Um, yep. And it's it's got kind of a nice soft cover to it. But mm-hmm. you can also adjust the color temperature and the brightness. And if you're using a Mac or a PC, unfortunately, this doesn't work for me because I'm on Linux. You can actually control the color of the light as well as the intensity through oh, software. Cool. So, oh, nice. um, But if you don't have it, uh, you know, if you're on Linux like me, there's buttons on the back that work perfectly fine. Um, so I'm pretty impressed. And I think I actually might buy another one to kind of fill in light so that I don't have weird shadows or anything else behind me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so right now, normally, uh, this is a $60 device. Um, it is on sale right now on Amazon for $55. So just check out the link in the show notes. Um, and you'll find it. I would, the the lowest price has ever been is 50 bucks, um, using camel, 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 which was Mm. my previous tech rec a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so 55 bucks is, is not a bad price. So if you're looking for a light, check this out. Uh, it seems like it does a really, really good job. Okay. All right, cool. Awesome. What about you, Adam? What do you got for us today? All right. So I'm going to recommend a tool that I found from our, our friend Brett, uh, that we play Fortnite with, uh, quick forget.com. And, uh, and so, so first of all, I, I, the, that's what I do every this, day. That's that's like all the time. I, I do I forget quick, all the time. Forget everything. Um, so so this is a tool by Automatic. I want to start with that because Automatic is the company that owns Tumblr, that owns and, and controls WordPress.com and manages WordPress.org. Um, it's a very 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 big reputable tech company. So I want to start there because QuickForget.com is a place where you literally it says the secret is, and you go type in your secret, and then you hit save my secret. And then you can send like a customized link to someone. And when they load that link, they can then see your secret for a limited time. So you can say, forget after two views or 72 hours. And you can change that to one view and 24 hours or 12 hours or whatever you want. And you can also share files this way. And so theoretically, if you don't have a good way to share a file with sensitive data or to share information that is sensitive with someone, this is at least one way you can do it that is su- significantly superior to sending your password via email. I still am not saying this is the most secure way to send a password or other sensitive information. It's certainly not. There's other better ways, probably through signal or whatever else, but this is significantly better than email. So if you're one of those people that sends sensitive data through email, please do us a favor and use quickforget.com instead. That's all I'm trying to say. So. Yeah. Uh, I just played with it there a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, that's, I like that. Yes. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I would say like, you know, just still be careful about the files that you might be sharing this way. You know, if, if you're doing something that actually needs to be secret, maybe, maybe put it in a using... password, password protected PDF document and then send that through here, perhaps like send that's that through e- here and, and yeah. send the password in another form somewhere right. else. Right. Right. Even if it's yeah. a text message or, or, or know, honestly, like signal. Or maybe I would even suggest like, I mean, if you're going to be secure and you want to continue using this tool, like create a password protected PDF, send it through quickforget.com and then send a separate password, a quick forget the password through quick forget, but separately, right? Maybe, maybe that's a right. way to do it or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, lots of options. It is a reputable tool by a reputable company. I think that's really important to know. I think it's yeah. kind of interesting. So yeah, there you go. the only challenge I would say with this one is uh, attachments can only be up to 10 megs. Yeah, so you can't send super, super big files. True. Uh, with this, right. which makes sense. Uh, yeah. But maybe one day they'll have a, a paid plan for this. Who knows? You never know. Yeah. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? 
They can find me on Twitter as long as Twitter's still working. Uh, that's at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y, or SanjayParik.com. I actually had a blog post last week uh, that you might want to read, so there you go. What about nice. you, Adam? You can find me on my website, adamjwalker.com. I got all the links to all the things there, all the companies, all the social profiles, and my email newsletter. Make sure you sign up for that. Really appreciate it. Is the J for uh, jumping off of Twitter or jumping onto Twitter? <laughs> well, I did not mention my Twitter handle. I'm just saying. So maybe. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.